spoken lately. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I haven't dreamed of that moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I haven't dreamed of waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass more years than I could dream of memory. I haven't walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins, where it all came from, since I held up that cape for the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Ambien's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional material. Spoken Hi, it's Andian from Spoken Label. A spoken Label was originally set up at the beginning of 2016 and records show it started off really as a one-off podcast chatting to writers, poets and artists. Over time, it became monthly, then weekly and occasionally nowadays it goes on that to a more regular basis. To date, I've done over 330 sessions and I'm always looking for new poets, writers, artists, singer-songwriters, general interesting creative people to come onto the podcast. You can find this on all the usual networks over Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Podbay and dozens of others. But it does have a central database of spoken label, which is all one word, dot bandcamp.com. Obviously now, to help me with the running costs of this podcast, I'm always grateful for any kind of donation to assist me with it. You can either do the donation through the Bandcamp page by putting in a fee to download one of the free podcasts, or send it over to my PayPal to aen1mpo at yahoo.co.uk. My email address again is aen1mpo at yahoo.co.uk. Enjoy the podcast. Take care. Bye. Spoken Label. Hey guys, Andy N. Spoken Label. Back in the house on a Sunday evening. Second podcast of the day. Yes, people might have caught from the first one you heard the other day when I released it. Uh, I forgot I'd agreed to do this podcast. So <laughs> it was just in my life sometimes. You put things in diaries, and you then sometimes like this fantastic poll we got yesterday. Drop me a message saying, "We still chatting tonight, Andy." And I thought, "Oh fuck!" I know, but <laughs> but I've got a great guy. I mean, I had a chance to research him. We've got the fantastic Tristan Lewis. Now Tristan's been over at Speakeasy quite a few times recently, and I've seen him at a few other places as well. And me and Amanda love him because it's down to factors. He's travelling all the way up from Morecambe down to come to Speakeasy, and that's what. Is that about 30 miles each way, Tristan, or even more? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's about an hour, you know. Yeah, it was a while. It takes you a while to get down there. Certainly so. Now, Tristan's what I really like about him. I've been enjoying it this afternoon. As well as a poet, he's also a singer, songwriter. So we're going to talk about both of them today. But Tristan, obviously, before we start then, tell us about yourself as a person. Where did all your creativity come from then? And we'll start from there. Well... That's a tough one, isn't it? You know, where's it going? Oh, from? nothing like the d- yeah, difficult there, questions there, to start there, with. There is, there is a, a well from which we steal, isn't there? There's a well from which we steal. Um, and we don't know where that is or how we do that, but there's something up there 
um, that sometimes you're lucky enough to tap into this thing. Uh, it's uh, and there's people who are inspirational as you as you develop as a become a human being, <laughs> I suppose, and little things have an influence on you, and you think that that's important. It's important to express yourself. It's important somehow to leave a little scratch on the surface of this earth, you know, because you're not here forever and uh, time's running out and you've got to leave a scratch. You've got to leave a scratch on the surface of the earth to let someone know you were here. And it's a little bit like that. And um, I suppose I, I just have that drive to leave something, you know, produce something. And um, and then there's these people in your, in your that you listen to who are these massive creative energies that you think, oh, I like that. And uh, you want to emulate that, and they might be uh, writers, or they might be songwriters, or they might be poets, and um, be just uh, either exposing yourself to that, or someone uh, is kind enough to say, "Oh, what about this? Read this, or listen to that." Uh, I suppose uh, those little things get in there, get in the hard drive, and uh, <laughs> and uh, make you think, "Oh, that that's where it's at." And I'm grateful to anyone who ever had a, an influence like that on me, I suppose. Yeah, did you? I could, people often can tell, I could tell from your, your writing, your singing, songwriting, you've been at this for a while. That's obvious straight away with it. It's not something you started, say, six months ago. I can see that. So, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, except, except, well, yeah, I have been doing a long time. I've been doing a long time. You can tell by the grey on my beard. Oh, it's mate, you're only 22, 23, so what yeah, about cheers, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but the poetry that this final, well, not final necessarily, but this wave of poetry that I've been getting into now really is in the last year. Um, and so, although I've been writing songs and, and um, and written a novel and other oh, yeah. things in the past. This, this, this current wave of writing, and it's down to people like you, actually, Andy, mm. because if you know you've got running an open mic, like there's a Ben Benjamin Gilfoyle who runs the Word. Oh, area I love him. Love Ben. Love Ben. Absolutely cracking, and yeah, who loves who runs Verbalize up in Kendall, and you running this, and and these other ones. For people who need that um, place to read something new, just to find out, is this any good? Does this work? And it's a reason to write every month, write something new. And without those places, well, you're writing in a vacuum, aren't you? And, and yeah. like some people can do that, you know, fair dues, you know, you can write in a vacuum, you can write for years and you come out with an absolute cracking piece of work. But sometimes you just want that place to go to read something. And without these events, and God knows, you know, through the pandemic and everything, you guys were in that kind of thing. It can't have been easy, man. And, oh, uh, no. What we did know, was hard. We, and so, yeah, we did it over Zoom, actually, over long, over long yeah, time. And it, it's hard. We originally did the night in Stratford. And then yeah. as the bar shut over, like, being locked on, never reopened, <laughs> then basically we went in lockdown for 18 months. That was hard work. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, and, we have, uh, did you ever see? So and... because not you know, uh, you've got to have people interested. You've got to get the word out, and you've got to make. And it's a job of work, you know. And, and the rewards are, well, I suppose the rewards for you are seeing blossoming creativity. Because I've I've been to your your events, and I've been to the other events, and you just see people who've got something to say and, and a way of saying it that's original. And that I suppose that's its own reward. Um, yeah. 
That's but what it is. It's, it's, it's got to be proud of ourselves a bit because that's yeah. make yeah. easy. We've had, um, I don't know when the last time you read for us, it was probably last month, we had a young lady with two young ladies on there that I know for a fact, I'm not going to name them because they were brilliant, both of them. They hadn't read out anywhere else before. That was their first time ever. Yeah. Yeah. I thought itself. So in that, that uh, test me to the how important it is, and uh, and and to yourself making a welcoming environment for people to yeah. go to. You know, brilliant. That's what we're trying to do. Trying to do ourselves, and I think that's a good night, really. Like I said you say like you saw what Benjamin's night over at Lancaster in no, Lancaster again. Yeah. So <laughs> I have met him. So nurturing. Met him. Yeah, he did um, that. Year before lockdown, he did a walking tour. He did. He did. Walked, and, uh, I don't know how far, but around the coast or something. Oh, we got as far as Woody Hat Poems. Woody Hat. It's yeah. called the Woody Hat yeah. Poet. That's the one. He got as far as Presswich, and at yeah. that time, Amanda was living in Cheat Mill, not far from there. He's at Presswich Library, and we went down to meet him. And I told him at the time, we can't put you up, but if you could get in early enough, we'll buy you dinner at the Witherspoons. Yeah, he's a one. Great, great guy. So I know. I know. Listen, we'll talk about you, mate, anyway. So that's fine with it. So <laughs> now, I think it's where should we start then? Because what did come first for you? Was it your poems first or your singer songwriting? So for me, uh, it was uh, songwriting. Yeah, songwriting. Oh, yeah. Um, and so ever since I was uh, a youngster, really, I suppose there were some influential uh, musicians down back in the way and uh, really wanted to be a songwriter. Did a lot of that, um, and then got a little four track, a little Tascam four track. Oh my god! Yeah, you know, oh, well, wow. you know, one of them. You've got your tracks. You can bounce down. You know, I'm sure you've been there. We all have. Oh yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. They were an absolute dream ticket to experimenting, and, and loved it. And then uh, things went digital, didn't they? At some point, and uh, found that all quite difficult. Got a little boss thing. And then eventually just ended up getting a laptop that could cope with a kind of low-key kind of, um, what do you call it, VR? A, a little studio thing anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cubase. A basic version of Cubase, something like that. Oh, but I'm going to take it to me right now. Yeah, and, and then you're my, my first live band was that way in Klein, and we were terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, there's yeah. no one to about it. I can't sing. Still can't no. sing now. But I've well, ended up fronting what... be uh, any... Um, Barrier to sing it just doesn't. I've, I've ended up fronting about four bands, so yeah, yeah it's fine, I can't sing. So Never really. I stop you. <laughs> nope, <laughs> yeah, but yourself, like I said, that's what you've been like at the time. You had all the the four track. Oh, blimey, yeah, yeah. Oh, blimey. I suppose I was a bit naive. I really, I suppose I was naive as a coming out of being in my early 20s. I really thought, God, you know, I'm pretty good. Um. But yeah, maybe that didn't happen for whatever reason. Just, uh, I, I, I mean, I still love, you know, a lot of people say there's, they see progress from the child to the man in their work and all that. I don't see that. I think the things I wrote as a 19-year-old are pretty much just as good as anything I'm writing now. It's just uh, maybe formats change a little bit, you know, Recently, a bit more free and, and like confident in myself to not have to follow formula, I suppose. But then, um, yeah, you do, songwriting you do, is where it started. In fact, songwriting is where it started, even with poetry, because I was at the Morecambe Poetry Festival last year. Oh, that last year? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was the first one last year. Oh, right. And um, went down, and there was an open mic, spoken word open mic, and I'd never done anything like that. 
And there were people going up on that. And it was one where um, you go round. So you do your poem and then you join the back of the queue again and it goes round. Oh. And it goes round. <laughs> I know. And, like, and I just had all these me song lyrics in. I thought, well, I wonder if I could get away with just reading out. Or, <laughs> I didn't have any words with me. Just speak like my song lyrics. And uh, so I had to go at that. I thought, I'm getting away with this. <laughs> I'm just saying my song lyrics without having to play the guitar or check it's in tune or sing or all those difficult bits. This is all the good bits. This is like just getting these little nuggets of like my soul out there. It's like, this is lovely. And then people were very kind after and said, oh, that was really nice. And I thought, oh, man, I've got the biggest buzz out of that um, that I have. For a long time you know so i thought well maybe i'll have a go at this and then i started seeing the open mics and uh, the kind of spoken word nights uh ben and and yourself and, and i thought oh, i'll give that a go and then writing writing stuff not not songs but writing poems for the for this format called spoken word which i never really thought of before as, a, as existing in that way uh, great yeah, it's great. People check you out like it's um, really funny videos like it was. It shows how technical, how much thought you put into it. Because I know I've seen one of your videos the other day that you had you doing a sonnet, for example. And it's, that's not something I have the guts to do very often because they're notoriously tricky things to write at the best of yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, just keep going. You know, I'm just, I don't even, yeah. I, I mean, because I've not studied English literature and I'm not uh, done a creative language uh, degree or anything like that, you know. I do feel a bit of an imposter, but I'm just putting it out there, you know, trying to mess with form and, you know, I still use a lot of rhyme and I know a lot of poets don't like rhyme. Uh, and um, But it's just what comes out and I feel at the moment, because I'm, I'm, you know, getting on a bit, I, I'm, I, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> That's uh, right, this, this is it. This is how it works. And those restrictions of format, you know, you know, working with certain structures. I really like the way it limits you and you can't just say anything. You've got to do this and you've got to do that. And, and making that still say what you want to say. Uh, so the format creates something and restricts you, but also frees you. I love all that. I love, I love, and that's what it's about. That's why. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You're in this format called a, a poem, and it's got a structure, and it does this, and it's not just talking, it's not just shooting your mouth off. It's like I'm not. This has got some thought in it, and I've structured it for a reason. <laughs> that's why it's like this, and that's what makes it stronger because you've honed it down and you've made it how it should be. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah no, agree, yeah. agree. What is very well, I do like what your work is, and Amanda said this before. Now people know Amanda's wife; she loves the honesty that comes through your work. And it's like it's yeah. a real, you can feel it with it. There's a heart with it. And I think that's what carries you really well with your work, actually. Like, there's, you see, I, you made me smile using the imposter syndrome because I would never call you an imposter on your work. It was like anybody, and you did this last time you read the Speak Easy for us and you started the night off. We only ask people to do that if we think they're <laughs> yeah. good enough. Cheers, to mate. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> Put him on first. Yeah. No, we asked people we like to get off the always like to get off a good strong start. And you were there and I thought to myself, I didn't know you'd never been performing a gig. You just told us now and like it is. And I thought it didn't show. It really didn't show that. So that's yeah. that's good going. Well, you see, I, I feel like 
for 25 years, I've been a school teacher. Oh. And I'm not wow. one now, but for 25 years, I've stood up in front of sometimes hostile audiences, you know. Oh, God, <laughs> and, they're the worst uh, audience, yeah. And, and um, so I'm, I, I'm used, in a sense, to talking to people, um, being the, 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 that side of the desk. And I suppose to some extent, that's all right. I can do that. I know I can do that. Um, and so, yeah. I'm not, I don't usually get, I get a bit nervous because uh, it's obviously, you don't usually stand up in front of a bunch of kids and put your heart on the line. Um, it's usually about something really boring. <laughs> but um, but I suppose I'm not as nervous as someone who, who was not used to standing in front of people. And maybe that that gives you a little bit of something, you know, used to yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair play. No, I get it, it shows straight away with it in that one, so. Have you found then over the past year then since you started doing your poetry regularly? How's has your approach to it changed? Um, um I, I suppose I got more serious about it in the first it was I just felt well I'll just see, I'll just see. But I had this thing, I had this thing since the last Morgan Poetry Festival, I had this thing. I want by the time the next one comes around, now, just now, just gone. I want to be up there. I want to be having something. And how do you make that happen? I didn't know how you made that happen. But I was like, well, I better start writing. And um, and then due to the kindness of um, Sarah Dixon, I don't know if you know the Quiet Compare. She's I called. know Sarah. Yeah. And she, she had someone she drop out. And in Cholton, which is the next town. It yeah. Actually, the town to speak Jesus in, so yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's good. But she had someone drop out and she'd met me at the last festival and she said, oh, Tristan, have you got uh, enough together to do this? I thought, come on, bring it on. And so, yeah, and that worked out great. And so I suppose, has my, has my um, what did you say, has my attitude to it changed? I just, this is where I'm putting me focus now. This is where I'm putting me creative focus now, which... I suppose it has. It is a change because I've, you know, been working on other things for a long time. You know, uh, songwriting. Uh, play the play the five string banjo, banjo in a bluegrass band. Oh, and wow. that that took a lot of time. Yeah, uh, kind of concentrating on banjo playing and the creativity of like learning tunes and improvising tunes and things like that. And then I spent a lot of time on that. And then before that, I spent a lot of time working on a novel. Which I don't know, never got published, but um, still, still working on that occasion, and um, and so now it's for me because I'm in this kind of monthly cycle of going to these events. I want to have something new to to read to try out all the time, and so it's like a real focus, and that's where it is. Yeah, I suppose the focus. Yeah. It's a good focus because I think it's a very very good discipline. I like, do like I said. I don't mean with that, like, certainly when I'm doing, when I do all the other mics I do, it's not as many as it used to, not best actually for yeah. But, like, I do like to have, certainly every month, have at least one new piece ready. Yeah. Two yeah. if I can. And then yeah. if, you, if you get longer sets, when you go back and you're revisiting old friends, you know, that have gone down really well with people in the past. Yeah. You've got the greatest hits in your head. Like, oh, God, yeah. I'll yeah, pull them out. Sure. But I don't want to just constantly... Pull out what I think of as my greatest hits. They're easy. I, I, you know, um, but I want to, um, yeah, just try, try new stuff because that's where I'm at at the moment, you know. 
No, it's fair play. And it's also like, good to see, like, obviously, that in the case, you're still doing your songs, aren't you, as well? I think probably less or so than at the moment because it's, so, yeah. it's hard to switch between yeah. two things like that. Getting I know the, that experience. Getting the equipment out, yeah, tuning up the guitars. <laughs> yeah, it's um, where you could just sit there, just sit there with a, the keyboard and write. Oh, yeah, it's a lot easier. <laughs> You'd have to spend half an hour tuning the guitar up, or in my case, yeah. keyboard, certainly getting the mic yeah. set up. Now, I I have to ask you about Mike, because I've been going for your songs before anyway. I think there's about 16 or 17 of them. Yeah. And it made me smile where one of your social media posts, I think it was Facebook, he said, they're all on there now. There's only one or two that I think you think are shit. But I'm not going to ask you which ones they are. I'll, I'll be respectful. Oh, there, there, there's ones that could have been recorded better. There's ones that... Um... I'm not going to ask you. So, come on, gentlemen. But the one I did really like was Inshore Waters. So, yeah, Inshore now you told me already yeah. off, Mike, that one has been done as a poem. But yeah. Tell us about that the story. Was, that, that was the one I read. Um, well, not read, but just spoke. At the... Um, at that poetry festival, you know, initially, uh, just because it was it was fairly new then, and it's based on well, I don't know if you're an insomniac, but I am, and so quite yeah. often I hear, I think it's about um, well, it's about one o'clock in the morning. There's the uh, the shipping forecast on Radio Four just before it turns into the um, the World Service, and um, you know, everyone knows the shipping forecast, kind of an iconic soundscape of of, the, of, of Britain but uh, there's a bit of it that I really like called the inshore waters where they go around the coast of Britain starting at Cape Roth Rattray Head and it goes down and around Cornwall and up the other side goes a bit of Northern Ireland then up the north <laughs> goes to Scotland to the top and then um, and it's beautiful I mean it's, it's a beautiful thing and it describes the various weather coordinates <laughs> weather variables and sometimes it's uh, very lovely and so I just put a little thing about kind of the idea of someone falling asleep listening to that um and with other things on their mind and then put that into a little verse and a uh, little bit of guitar on that and that was that yeah works really well beautiful and we have to ask you about your guest vocalists as well so how did you and I can't I'm gonna have to be really cruel because I can't pronounce the young lady's surname so how did you meet how did Danielle get involved in this track uh, Danielle Jaworjewska is yeah. just the. She's a newsreader. Uh, uh, she just did the shipping forecast. I've just literally ripped it off Radio Four. So I'm in touch with her to say, "Is it all right if I use your shipping forecast?" <laughs> and she's, um, she said, "Yeah, whatever. I don't know if there's copyright on it, but she was fine with it and said that was like, you know, go ahead." <laughs> oh well, Danielle Jaworjewska. All I say to you is, I admire for your goal, there, mate. She probably yeah. thought you came for. Oh well, why not? Yeah. <laughs> no, fair play, fair play with that. So, as I said, um, start looking at wrapping up. I want to give you a chance. I want to concentrate your poems more in the second half, anyway, really. And also, yeah. people listen to the audio version; they will hear this song as a bonus as well. Yeah. But um, where do you, where would you envisage your creativity taking you next? Then, do you have any ideas what you would like to do next? Then, right. So, just um, wow. So when I do when I get an idea for a poem, what I do, I've got I use Word, Microsoft Word, and then I just write the idea down and save it. And I've got like a monthly file. Every every, every month I make a new file folder, I think they're called, and save it. And then um, some of them don't get written, and some of them do. But then um, 
I've got this idea. So I had this, I don't know, there's, um, so I, I always have these, sometimes a title or just a line, and I save it as a separate Word document and put that in there. And then um, can I go back to it? So at the moment, there's there's like three or four, <laughs> three or four like Word files, and they've got like this nugget of an idea. One of them, um, for example, is, is this questionnaire. I don't know if you're familiar with questionnaire nine. You know questionnaire nine? personal health questionnaire nine and it's the questionnaire that you get asked when someone's as a, a medical person asking you about your mental health and it says in the last two weeks how often would you say you've been worried about this or how often has the had this and there's some and, and the all the answers are not at all um some days more than half the days every day and you've got these choices and there's something poetic about the rhythm of it when you went uh, in there, that kind of fascinated me. So I don't know what I'm going to do with that, but I really like that one. I've got another one, um, which was just a line from uh, a novel I was reading. And, and the line is, that's just another way of letting him win. Nice just line. another way of letting him win. And it was about um, someone who'd been mistreated, uh, a woman who'd been mistreated by a man, and she was smoking. And thereby negating herself by smoking, and and because uh, the smoking was a way of her negating her own life, because it's a negative, uh, you know, thing to do because it's bad for your health. And she was doing that, and someone had this line: "It's just another way of letting him win," uh, which was self-negation. And uh, I thought, I like that. There's something really powerful in there. That that line of that. So there's something I want to do with that. So things like that. And, and I collect them, and um, and I just just plug away, and and try and make something that just the idea of the just through your words, just through your spoken word and communication, infect a, another person, um, and that's all I want to do. Um, I did this, as I say, I did this lovely little session with um, a little set with the quiet compare at the. Um, at the Morka Festival, and there's one of my poems, a really, really quite emotional poem. It says, don't tell dad. And um, I get emotional reading it. You know, it's, I get emotional reading it. And it, it's it's a work of fiction. Right? It's, oh, my, my dad's well, alive and well. It, it doesn't, you know, uh, and there's various scenarios in it of, of don't tell dad, which is, um, but it's strong. It's a strong. And then you know there were people crying, <laughs> and I yeah, was you put, like, you, put, you made me weep. I was right out there, that. and um, and and having that effect on people, just getting that though, just not uh, in order to emotionally manipulate people, but in order to say, "Here's an image for you. This is a powerful image. This is out there. Let's talk about it." Um, that that's that's what my aim is, and and to try and get a collection of work that affects people in, in some way and allows them to get in touch with emotion, help them to understand what the, those emotions are, I suppose. Yeah, you're definitely going to get that straight away because your work's, you've got the rhythm going, you work at the moment, and every time I see you, it, you, the voice is there and it's very, very clear. So, no, good luck, man, definitely with it. So, okay, if you want people to find out more about you, first of all, where do you recommend they go? Just uh, Facebook, really. First of all, Facebook. Um, Tristan Lewis. Tristan spelled with a Y. 
I'm sure you're able to put a link on. I don't know how you do that. But yeah, the, link, the links will be on the write-up. I guarantee you that one. There's, um, there's a, there is a Spotify site. I think it's just called Tristan Lewis as well. Again, T-R-Y-S-T-A. It is, yeah. You have to get me to sign up to actually, to actually use Spotify today because I don't use it. <laughs> so, right. I think you I... can get a free account. Um, yeah, that's what I did. So. Yeah, I don't know. And then there's also on Spotify, <laughs> there's the Clother Mountain Bluegrass Band. That's Ooh. Clother, spelled C-L-O-U-G-H-A, Clother, which is the hill just above Lancaster. And that's the bluegrass band that I've been in for well, a long time. Right, I was wondering whether that was you because when I was yeah. going into it, Spotify before and I spotted that name called one of our played it back and I thought, oh, I like this. So, yeah, I didn't, a, know, that, didn't know that was you actually. Northern, we call it Northern Rough House Bluegrass, kind of rough at the edges. We managed to make an album literally the week before lockdown um, called uh, Wolves, the Wolves of Clough Mountain. It's just called Wolves, the album. And um, I'd recommend. If you want to understand <laughs> understand where I'm coming from, there's a there's that 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 the the, the uh the that music is stupid, but it's nice. Oh, it's nice. It's got an energy behind it. You know, yeah, so it's I, got I, an I, I did play some of it backwards. The name drew me before. I didn't realize. I, I saw the Tristan Lewis listed of it, and I thought, right, the same one. Now yeah. that's why I know it's got great energy, definitely. Yeah. So well worth. I agree with you. Well worth checking out that one straight away. So um, people obviously would know as well. Your songs are actually, I know they're on YouTube as well, I've seen them on there. Yeah, yeah. I think that, that, that when you you have to go through some intermediaries to log things, and it says, where do you want to put them up? And I think they just, it's a hard oh, I just put them up. Yeah. So they are, all, they are on YouTube. They're probably on other things as well, but I don't really have a much of an input on that. I, think, I mean, they're all, all on they're distributed yeah it's distributed so like podcasting. Music, they're probably on that or... yeah um, also you've got as well a Tristan Lewis dash songs page on yes. Facebook as yeah well. that's another Facebook thing um, when I was trying to promote the songs um, don't use it so much now just because I'm more into this and that seems to have taken off so but yeah it's there as well Tristan Lewis yeah. songs all worth signing up for definitely so right we'll wrap up part one here mate I want to give you plenty of time for your poetry so and I've really enjoyed this today, and I'm looking forward to part two. We will see you all in a minute. Spoken Label. Hey, guys. Andy and Spoken Label. Back in the house, part two. We have the fantastic Tristan Lewis with us. I've had a really good chat with Tristan today, and we've just been chatting for 20 minutes off mic as well. So we've had a, I'm looking forward to his poetry. He's brilliant. Over to you, mate. Go for it. Okay. Uh, so I'll read a poem. Is that... Shall I do that? So this one's called Michelangelo's David. Um, Michelangelo's David, famous sculpture. Probably apocryphal, but so the story goes. A fellow asked a question to young Michelangelo. How did that lump of rock become this sculpture you created? Easy, he replied. I worked both day and night and chipped away at every grain that didn't look like David. With hammer and with chisel and with every single blow, a, cloud of, a little cloud of dust descended to the floor below until the floor was covered by all the bits I didn't value. And when they were swept away, everybody came to praise the beauty and the majesty of this most perfect statue. But I've met another sculptor with a different technique. He would interrogate the rock 
to find the beauty underneath. And he'd question all the faults and he would question all the folds. And when in time that rock re replied, he would listen to the stories that that block of marble told. And he said that every piece of stone has a character inside. And the sculptor's job is just to gently go in there and find it. And bring no preconceptions and bring no great demands. And not impose his own will, but to follow what the rock dictates and obey all its commands. Now, I've never held a chisel with artistic intent, just for cleaning up recovered bricks, breaking off the old cement. But I have been a sculptor, and I've been the sculpted too. You see, I've imposed my will on others and had others' will imposed on me. And as every parent of a child and child of parent knows, there are different kinds of hammer and different kinds of blows. Some sculptors see what should not be and must be chipped away. And others see what's right and good and help it on its way. Now I look at my own Davids, not at Michelangelo's, and I see their figures forming from their simple blocks of stone. And I ask myself the question, how is it they exist? And why do all the tools I use seem suddenly too heavy for this sculptor now to lift? Fantastic stuff, really. What I do like about your your work, Tristan, like I said, for you know, you said you rhyme it. But what's good about it is your rhyming doesn't feel forced to me. I think that's yeah. a very very key skill to have that when you're doing rhyming poetry because when it's good, you can it really elevates it, and that really elevated that to me. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I'll just I'll tell you, I, I I found this quote from someone called Tobias Wolf. I'll just read it here. Please do. Um, yeah. Um, a little quote here, which was, rhyme is bullshit. Rhyme, <laughs> said that, rhyme says that everything works out in the end, all harmony and order. And when I see a rhyme in a poem, I know I'm going to be lied to. Go ahead, laugh. It's true. Rhyme's a complete bankrupt device. It's just wishful thinking. It's nostalgia. That's from Tobias Wolf, who's a, a great, great short story writer and you know, novelist. Very and I, I'm thinking... I, I know what he's saying that, and da di 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 da. I get that, but on the other hand, I feel I'm lost without rhyme. I'm lost uh, on a vertigo of I could do anything. I could jump off this cliff. I could do anything. Where rhyme keeps me anchored, and 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 rhythm keeps me <laughs> keeps me anchored. It's like I don't know how how I feel uncomfortable without it, and I don't think I'm selling. As he said, a uh, happy ending there. I'm just saying something I need to say about the nature of being a parent in that case. I'm saying that we have we might have preconception about what it's like, you know, what you want, but there's something there inside it. And so yeah, it rhymes because I need that. I need that structure. But um, I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything there. No, you're not. I mean, that's really good. Next yeah. piece, indeed, man. No, I've really enjoyed that. And it's, I think it shows because your experience as a teacher was your delivery then, because it was really engaging as well. You had me hooked right from the beginning, that would be. So, so great stuff, man. Anyway, listen, yeah. beer up night. So let's, and I hate to rush people along, but I want to no, say no, a little more. So let's go for number two, mate. Okay. Back to you for number two, buddy.
Okay, so this one's about just like a moment in time. It's like a, a moment in time, and it describes a moment, a slightly negative moment, but it's um, there. And again, there's something funny about the rhyme, and there's something funny about the structure, but here we go. It's called Walking West. If you're walking west of an evening when the roads are wet and the sun is streaming down and reflecting off the tarmac and paving till it suddenly sets, leaving nothing but the craving for the light to return, even though it was blinding, at least it was something that reminded you of home. And the brightness of the sunlight and the sunlight reflected causes an ancient reflex to be resurrected and a tear to form in the corner of one eye and slowly fall, rolling down one side until a hand is raised, the right hand in this case, to wipe that single tear away. And then the sun being gone and the sudden absence of anything warm brings a wave of sadness and deep regret for all of your actions. And that, combined with the cold wind, inadequate clothing, shoes with holes in, causes a shivering. What were you thinking going out in those in this? Where are your friends? Where's your brother? Where's your family? Where's your lover now? Where's the people who care if you swim or drown? What decisions led to this place? What mistakes? Can you count them? Can you rank them? Small to great? If you're walking west of an evening when the roads are wet and the sun that was shining is gone, anybody walking east down the same street at the same point in time might think you were crying. And you, you couldn't prove them wrong. Ending. God Almighty, that just aches in an engine just to that ending. God Almighty, mate. <laughs> you miserable. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, we do, you worked really well on that one then. I thought the ending of that, oh, God. Was that, how how did that point put together, you structure wise? Was that quite an easy to get it towards the to work towards that end? No, well, I've had this line if you're walking west of an evening when the roads are wet and the mm. sun is streaming down. And I, had, I almost had that. I mean, I've had that that line I've had for a long time. If you walk in west of an evening when the roads are wet and the sun is streaming, almost a, a song. And then, um, and then, it never it never coalesced into something. It never quite became what I wanted it to be. And then, uh, just uh, those, you know, you've we've all had those times when you're walking and it's all a bit. Shitty, yeah. <laughs> walking down, and the, the you know it's been hammering down all day, and the sun's come in, and it's just coming out, but everything, you know, the day's already lost, and uh, yeah, it's just try to try to get that that moment, um, which is a different thing. Quite often, I'm on quite an, um, kind of making an argument like that one about the sculpture, like you're creating a, I'm putting a like a philosophical argument together somehow, but this is just trying to capture that moment. That's what that one's about, yeah. Nice. So really, it does. It's one that I think it really, really reflects the moment itself. You definitely are. That's brilliant. So anyway, we people wonder we did agree on three poems. So let's have the big finale. Dun, okay. dun, 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 dun. So I'm just I'm just going to do um, one, uh, which is one of my favourites, and it's just a little poem about poetry, I suppose. It's called a new anthology. If you read the Faber and the nation's favourite anthologies of poetry enough, you might wonder if there's something fundamentally amiss in the way that we've been writing about love. And you might begin to fear that the poets down the years have not been honest in their sonnets of romance 
and the truth about love has been covered up and smothered by those poets in their art and sort of craft. Take 1 Corinthians 13. You know the one I mean, because it's read at every wedding in the land. And you can even purchase bedding with those verses printed on it in a font that looks a lot like Comic Sans. Love is patient, love is kind, without envy, without pride. No one in their right mind could fault all that. But if you're selling a perfection that transcends all comprehension, then somebody might want their money back. Take Elizabeth Barrett Browning, Sonnet 43. There's nothing there to disagree with, not really. But that tears of all my life thing seems a little frightening. And that line just at the end, I love thee better after death. It's maybe not that helpful to a hypothetical young couple who is simply trying to do the best they can. Oh, let me count the ways that love might falter, love might fade or fall a little short of an ideal. By setting expectations of relationships so high, aren't we really setting people up to fail? Take Shakespeare, Sonnet 116. That's even more extreme. Love never changes, never fades. It has no flaws. And what is more, if your love fails to make that score, then it wasn't love at all. The marriage of true minds, as Shakespeare has defined it, either perfect or not worth it, leaving little room for learning, little room for the imperfect people that we are. And imperfect as we are, our love's imperfect too. And that includes your love for me and my sweet love for you. Not pure, not divine, not sacred, not sublime. And that's just fine, because perhaps one day we'll find a love we recognise, described, with all hyperbole put aside, and a beautiful new anthology of life. Yeah, great, great ending, that one there. Really, I think it's a really good way to wrap up the session up there because I think the three pieces you've done, Tristan, have all been quite radically different, actually. I mean, mm. Your delivery and also your style, so that shows how well your brain thinks in very different ways in each piece to piece now. Excellent stuff. Yeah. There you go, so. <laughs> Not that. I don't know if they are. I think uh, maybe there's a still quite a lot of da di da di da a lot of iambic kind of heptameter and so on. It is... It is... Um, if the de 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 I'm I'm looking at the content as much as I'm watching all the rhythm. It's all a bit dardy da. I know that, but you know. Okay, we'll put it on your charm and good looks, mate. That pulls it off then, if that's the case. Anyway, listen, mate. I want to thank you tonight. Anyway, so hang around. I do need to talk to you off microphone anyway for a few moments. Anyway. It's been a pleasure, mate. And oh, it's it's so really absolute joy to talk to you, man. It's uh, yeah. so nice. Yeah, it's like it. Yeah. People are wondering when I do this sort of podcast. We've met what three times, is it? Yeah, three or four. Yeah, three four I saw times. Um, uh, Word Central as well. I bumped into you there yeah, as well. We did, yeah. And, and that's where we met you. I met you three times. Speakers once at Word Central. I had a quick yeah. word. It's great because I be wondering you don't necessarily know each other when you do these podcasts and I've really come to got to know you tonight mate so I've, had, yeah. I've fully enjoyed yeah. this tonight as I said and, uh, to conclude I'd love to have you back on again mate if you get anything really big going project wise yeah. give me a touch definitely you, uh, what's going on yeah and we'll hope to get that. down again to uh, Charlton come hardy uh, pretty soon I don't know the, the next few months are looking pretty busy but yeah I, I mean, such a, you, you create such a lovely place there um, Cheers, and I've talked to other people who go there and um, everyone 
wants to go as often as they can. It's just we all get busy. But yeah, yeah life gets in the way, mate. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to do it tonight where there's no egos, just good Absolutely. writing. Okay. So that's the best way. Right, Edison, mate. Anyway, we'll talk more off mic in a minute. Yeah. Anyway, guys, girls, that's it for another episode of the Spoken Label. As Don Callis over at AEW Wrestling says, and I do like this saying, so I use it all the time. Stay safe and stay over. And we will see you all on the world next time. Spoken Label.